right, mate, and welcome to episode five of the All Right Mate podcast. It has been quite some time since we sat here in the warm glow of Christmas to talk you through our memories of the PlayStation 2. Having taken a nice long break during Christmas, we had planned to record this last weekend, but we found the misery and depression of January just too much to bear, so we waited another week. But before we get into what we're covering today, Graham, GM, my co-host and good friend, how are you? How was your Christmas? Did you have a good one? All right, mate. You're dropping the old C-bombs. Middle of January. Uh, it's nearly no, February. Valentine's no, no. Day. Christmas. Well, Although Tom did find Love Actually on the other day. Yeah, fuck's sake. Love Actually. Right, Playing on that. Sky Films. Middle of January. Eagle eyed of you. Minds? The eagle eyed of you will go, will go on to E4 in the middle of June and see the Home Alone is on. Who's sitting and watching year. these films, though? Who is doing it, literally, to give them any viewership to warrant putting it on? Like, why? People who've given up. Yeah, hopeless people. People just have not bothering with calendars anymore and then just living in this microcosm where everything's happened at once. I do agree with you, though, mate. It's sacrilege to mention Christmas this uh, far past, but it's the first time we've been on, hasn't it, since then? We've both been a bit lazy last weekend, egging each other on to sack it off for another week. And, and here we are. Here we are. So, yeah, I'm very well. Thanks, mate. Ready to discuss the old PS3. It is, yeah. So, today, once again, we are taking you back through the annals of time into the noughties, 2006 to be precise, to the launch of the PlayStation 3. Um, before we get into that, though, Graham, I wanted to ask you, what have you been playing, mate? Have you been putting your time off over the holidays to any kind of good use to, to play any games? I've reached a very big stumbling block with Valhalla in that I've I've lost all interest in it, Tom. Oh dear, oh dear. I've lost a lot of interest in it because everything was becoming so samey with the missions, similar to our Metal Gear Solid 5 problem, and they're all becoming the same thing. Oh, we've got to go and kill this guy. He's in the middle of this place. We've got a raid. Um, I, I can hear the friend's theme tune very loud, and I'm hoping that you can't hear it, but Never mind. It's not coming through, mate. That's grand. I've just left it on downstairs for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I'm pretty much. I might get back into it later. I've not gone as far as deleting it from the console. Might get back into it a bit later. The problem I had with the PS5 is I, I only got a Valhalla just to get just to give myself a little launch title. Really, I never really wanted the game. No, I just sort of got it just. So I had something to play, just something next-gen so I could properly experience a PS5 in all its glory um, straight from the off. But games that I do want seem to be quite far off at the moment, but I might keep myself entertained in between. Um, so what am I playing in the meantime? So I downloaded um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. As you may remember, I'm a, quite a big Dragon Ball Z fan. Oh, not a bad game. Um, as I said, it's still in keeping with the original story, but it's it's got some other little bits in it, so I'm just sort of casually playing that. It's only 20 quid, so, you know. That's no, not so bad, then, If I sack it off, so. Also doing a, re, a replay of a game called Undertale, which I won't even begin to describe because we'll be here for hours. But I'll discuss this a lot more during our PS4 episode. Other mm. than that, um, nothing. So I've got two little games on the go to keep me occupied and quiet and good. How about well, you, Tom? 
I've had a fairly fairly productive uh, holiday period, to be fair, mate. Um, I managed to complete Spider-Man Miles Morales during the holidays, as I always planned to do. Um, mm-hmm. Very much enjoyed that. Very festival game. Loved it. Finished it. Deleted off the console. Mm. Never to be played again. Um, because it's a festive game. Well, exactly, mate. You can't play it any other time of the year, so it's gone for at least a year, possibly more. Um, but yeah, finished that. Um, what did I move on to then? I feel like... Um... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's just C- CJ from GTS San Andreas just went past on it. Fucking, um... Sounded so went past on this. What? I can't remember what the right. bag's called now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what's it called. The, the motorbike, the is it? Dirt bike on San Andreas. Oh, yeah. I said on that episode, the PS2 episode, that it's my favourite vehicle in the game. No, <laughs> I forgot what it's called. You carry on, Tom. Sorry for that, mate. I uh, <laughs> got a bit thrown off there. Shall I just start back from talking about Miles Morales, then we can put it right, together? Mate, I'm, I'm keeping it in, so I thought oh, it was all hilarious. In. So. It's all in. all in. The Sanchez is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, that's it, mate. But yeah, no, finished uh, Miles Morales. Um, and then I played Resident Evil 3, mate. Resident Evil 3 remake for PS4. I played that on the old PS5 um, in this kind of latter half of the Christmas holidays. Really, really enjoyed it. I'd heard a lot of people saying it wasn't as good as um, the Resi 2 remake, but I really enjoyed it, mate. Found Just enjoyed it just as much as I'd done Resi 2. Nice, scary little game. Not too long. Um, challenging where it needed to be, but didn't overstay its welcome. Um, so very much enjoyed that. Um, and it doesn't end there, mate. I'm going to keep going. I also um, also played Call of Duty World War Two, which happened to be a um, free PlayStation Plus download from many moons ago that I'd already got on the computer. Me and Tiff, better half over Christmas, we were playing a bit of Call of Duty local co-op against each other. And I saw that one, downloaded it for us to play, and then whizzled through the campaign, mate, which, got to put it out there. I know you're not particularly a Call of Duty man, and, and I'm definitely not from an online perspective, but I do quite like the stories. I think it came out in 2017, Call of Duty World War Two, One of the most beautiful games I've ever played, graphically. Absolutely stunning, mate. Looked really nice. I don't think there was any remaster or upscaling for the fact it was on ps5 but just a really really outstandingly good looking game mate um i think it's because i've always looked at it as a online game so it must have a very good little sing single player campaign doesn't it it does mate and what i would say is i can't imagine a time where i'd ever buy a call of duty game brand new but i mean this one and there's a couple i have in my thing that were free the campaigns are usually sort of between five and ten hours they're not long at all but they're very enjoyable and yeah no um thoroughly recommend if you find it hidden away in your um downloads all mate so yeah finished that and then i've taken the plunge mate and i've bought myself final fantasy 7 remake Oh. Um, maybe played the first couple of hours and I'm still still just getting to grips with it, mate. I'm not going to give any opinion at this point. Dipping your toe in the ocean that is Final Fantasy. Yeah, I thought it was time to do it, mate. I thought, why not give it a go? Um, but yeah, I'm very early on in the game yet. Still a bit overwhelmed with all the menus and different things at the moment and <laughs> whatnot, but I'm sure I'll get there. I'll keep persevering and hopefully put a bit more time into it over the weekend. Excellent. Yeah, it's it's a phenomenal game. I'm eagerly waiting the next release of it. I, I have no idea when it's coming out, but 
Um, yeah, it'll certainly occupy a lot of my time when it does. Not like I'll have a child to raise or anything. Um, <laughs> so, never mind. Um, okay, so, so yeah, just something Call of Duty. I used to play a game called Medal of Honor, Allied Assault. I remember Medal of Honor, mate. World very War Two sort of um, very, very good game. Played that was it on my dad's... start on the beaches of Normandy. I believe it like was. Either. Yeah. I played it on my dad's Mac. Very, very good game. Very, very enjoyable. I've got a, a ridiculous little story to tell you about that game, mate. Me and uh, an old school friend of mine, Josh Tate, we got paired together for an RE or history um, project we had to do. And we decided to record a little video. And I think I was a presenter talking about the horrors of war. While to the left of me, Josh was playing <laughs> Medal of Honor and the Normandy beach bit. And it kept cutting to me, kind of looking really serious and like, it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> God's sake. Terrible. I'd love to have that video, but um, it no longer exists, I don't think. Isn't it awful, isn't it? <laughs> Not again. Not fun, this, son. Real. No laughing matter. No. So. Yeah. Medal cool. of Honor, good game. I've not heard that mentioned for quite some time. But, um, strange if um, Wonderful have a little renaissance. Who knows? I think Call of Duty's got it all mopped up these days. And it's Call of Duty in that Battlefield game that kind of do the World War genre and whatnot. But, but yeah, Call of Duty like EA, EA Games, is it? Say that again, sorry, mate. It's Call of Duty EA Games, or is it someone else? Ooh, who does you know that? what? I actually don't know if it's EA or not. EA did. Um, Medal of Honor, didn't Infinity they? Ward, the call. Right. Um, let's have a look, mate. I've got got the the power of the internet at, the, at my fingertips here. I don't think it is here. I think it's Infinity Ward. Oh, I don't it's think a- it a- Activision. Activision. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, bring a Medal of Honor out and bring a Medal of Honor out now. Oh, just remaster an old one. Oh, Allied Assault remastered next gen. Wow, that'd be mm. good, wouldn't it? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. But yeah, that's it for what we've been playing, mate. So unless you've got anything else to add, I'm going to crank up the old time machine and give you a couple of facts about the year 2006. Throw some coals in, mate, and we'll get back to 06. Man, sir, the console itself, it was released November 11th, 2006 in Japan, and it came out November 17th, 2006 in North America, and it didn't come out, mate, until March 23rd, 2007 in Europe and Australia. So once again, we'd have been waiting months and months for this thing to come out later than the rest of the world, which I'm glad didn't happen with the PS5, as we've already said. Um, but my first interesting fact for you, mate, did you know that in 2006, a 98-year war between two countries came to an end? All right. Well, I, I would I will give you a million pounds if you can guess which of the two countries were that were at war with each other and that ended in uh, 2006 after 98 years. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be... Well, hang on. 2006, so that'll be 1908. 1904. 1904, yeah. Um, oh, in fact, have I got my maths wrong? It was a 102-year war. Bloody hell. Oh, my God. Like, 102 year war, you were right. When I started looking at my maths, I was thinking, right, right. No. 102 years, 19 uh, summer. Well, it's probably, it's probably, well, say America. America love a good war, but I'm going to guess it. Is it some. 
Persia. Persia. We'll have to and someone for, else. We'll have to for an answer, Mr. Thurkel, I'm afraid. The audience I'll say is to go on. Persia versus Turkey. I have no idea. No, unfortunately not, mate. And, and I don't want to upset you, but I think Persia stopped being a country. Maybe a bit. Well, that, well oh, right. Okay. I don't know if. But, it was uh, but all the same, mate, terrible. you wouldn't have got them. Um, it was Montenegro and Japan. They had been at war since 1904. And it's a little bit of a trick question, this, because so Montenegro... A tiny little landlocked country <laughs> in Europe versus an <laughs> island halfway around the I'll world. I'll tell you why, mate. So Montenegro assisted Russia in the Russo-Japanese War, but were not present at the signing of the peace treaty in 1905. The country signed it in 2006 when Montenegro became independent. So there you have it, mate. Started uh, throw that one in there. God. That's like in WWE when two random people just have a feud for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Like no chemistry, no similarity, no common, no reason to have a feud. They're just put together. <laughs> like a randomly, like a FIFA random friendly match. When you just press square to give you a random place and it just gives you Montenegro versus Japan. Yeah. Very random. Uh, but, Montenegro's uh, not landlocked, it's got a coast. So that just goes to show, doesn't it, what I know uh, about anything. Well, it was a tough question, mate. I wouldn't have got it. It's only because I found it earlier, one I prepared earlier. Um, so I enjoyed other, it. Other things that happened in 2006, mate, the World Cup in Germany took place and was eventually won by Italy after that infamous uh, Zinedine Zidane headbutt sending off. Can you remember the player he headbutted? Another bit of trivia for you. It was Zanetti. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, um, sorry, it was him. Can be a sir, no. It wasn't a particularly famous Italian player, other than the fact he got headbutted by Zidane. Mat- Matarazzi. Matarazzi, that was it, mate. Matarazzi, that's what I meant to say. Matarazzi, or something like that, I think. All very I'd, similar names. I'm putting I'd, you on the spot. I had a Z in it. I had a Z in it, definitely. I didn't. Um, I didn't tell you I was going to quiz you beforehand, but yeah, yeah uh, Italy won the World Cup. A few, uh, but well, one dark one is Saddam Hussein was sentenced to death in two thousand and six, mate. Just to keep the. Uh... <laughs> I know why I'm. Not... <laughs> <laughs> I'll learn him on it. It will. We well, did. Did. Well, it did. Yeah, I'll, I'll move on from that one, mate. It is a bit um, morbid. Pluto <laughs> was declassified as a planet. Pluto's no longer a planet as of 2006, mate. Pluto's like, well, no one, well, you know, don't know what, don't know what you want me to do about that. I'm just uh, over here on the outskirts, as if it didn't have enough on its plate, just chilling out all on its own, far, far away, and then someone just comes up to it and says, you're not even a planet. Oh, well, bollocks. Unfair, it. mate. Very unfair. And my final little 2006 fact, mate, Google bought YouTube. So there we go. Google bought YouTube in 2006. Never look back. So hopefully we all feel suitably taken back in time and acclimatised to the console itself. Um, I've got a couple of facts, you know, very basic facts about the PS3 console. But I just thought I'd ask you, what did you think about it when you first got it, when you first saw it, you know, the, the look, feel, design of it all? What, what are your thoughts? Or what are your thoughts looking back now, if you can't remember? Yeah, so it... Compared to the PS2 and certainly the PS1, it looked a lot less boxy, didn't it? It had like the nice sort of sleek, um, curved top to it. It started to look more like um, more like a futuristic console than, say, the PS1 and PS2 did. Because um, it was the first one that 
sort of didn't have um, a disc tray, was it? Because a PS1, you flipped it open to put the disc in. PS2 had the little disc drive that came out, came out yeah. of the console, and the PS3, you just inserted it as if you were putting it into like a MacBook or something. So that was yeah. quite a little futuristic feature, wasn't it, to have? Um, was it also, also the first one with the wireless control, wasn't it? It was, mate. Yeah, I was yeah. looking this up, actually, because I was doubting myself, because I did search for PS2 wireless controllers, and you can buy them, so I think other companies must have made them, but Sony definitely released it as a wired console, the PS2, meaning that PS3 was the first wireless mm. controllers, mate. And first one with a hard drive as well, so memory cards were a... External past, storage mate. was a thing of the past. Yeah, so some definitely there was some quality of life changes, one that you look back on now and forget, but quite revolutionary in its own way, I guess. Wireless controllers, built-in hard drive, just New two things. That, as well, had the yeah. first ever. A PS one, a PS two had one, but they weren't. They were just they were just a set into the console. They weren't really a browser, so to speak. Yeah, um, but PS three was a proper graphical user interface, wasn't it? It was indeed, mate. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, similar to you, you know. I, I, I think looking back, I liked it. It was different, mm. wasn't it? As you say, less harsh than the PS2, which was quite an industrial-looking, kind of angular, sharp edges, wasn't it? This was that, that smooth, gliding, kind of curved um, shape. And I, I do remember thinking it was a pretty good-looking console at the time. And then, to be fair, it still is looking back. Mm. Um, but, yeah, a few few little things I've found out about the console, mate. That, uh, you could argue that the PS3 looks nicer than the PS5. That's debatable. Yeah, I mean, I've already put my colours on the mask, mate, that I prefer a black PlayStation console. Mm. And, uh, you know, if, if they gave you the option of a black PS5, I'd swap it in a heartbeat, but... Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, but yeah, a few other little things to mention in terms of the PS3. So it was the first PlayStation console to integrate social gaming. So I've taken these few little bits from Wikipedia, so blame them if they're wrong. Um, but for example, the PlayStation Network, which we all know and love now for playing online or browsing the PlayStation Store, this was the first console to have it, and um, it was also the first console where you could control it using a handheld mate so if you had a psp mm. or a playstation vita you could use that as your controller very good that's handy isn't it mm, so could you play like remote play so if you had a game going on the ps3 and did it work in a similar way to that well, i never had a sony um hand, handheld i'll hold my hands up and say i don't know because i never I, I did have a ps vita once upon a time I feel like I got that around PlayStation 4 era, though. So I don't know if it let you do remote playing through it, but I know it let you use it as a controller. And like if there was a map on the game, it might, I think, show that on the screen and stuff uh, like that. Right. Um, but I don't know if it worked to actually let you play, but maybe it did. Maybe it did. And I've got some uh, things you didn't know the console could do, mate, coming up. And I've not read them myself yet, so they're a surprise to me. So it might be in there. Who knows? It's in the Very map good. of the gods, mate, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, the final thing just to mention, and this wasn't something I pulled from uh, anywhere online, but it's just something I know about the console, that the PS3 is quite a unique console in the perspective of the way that Sony built it and the architecture of the console was really, really complex. And it's not something that's been conducive in later years to letting the games from this generation play particularly nicely with the future like ps4 and now ps5 and i, I don't know if you ever noticed that mate but you'll find ps3 is a little bit of a black 
whole of games where lots of that was on PS3, you weren't able to play it on PS4. And um, similar now where they've still not got that kind of backwards compatibility with PS3 games. I think it was to do with the complexity of how they built the console. It was a really powerful thing, but to develop games, it was really tricky to get it to do it and then to get that to play nice with other consoles. So just an interesting little fact that I knew of there, mate. So developers sat in the office, CEO coming around. It ain't ain't working. Can't make it work. Can't get any of the games to work. All right, flip it upside down then. Oh, there we go. Yeah, turn it upside down and wrap it in a towel. But yeah, very, very complex um, design, I believe, mate, which meant that um, bringing those games forward has been a little bit trickier. You'll notice and we'll come on to talk about games, but a few games from that generation have been remastered for other consoles, but they weren't... um, wouldn't play very nicely otherwise. So there we go. Very good. So, so I've, I've, I've got one more. Fa- I have a fact about the PS3. I've got oh, go a particularly interesting one. So, you might have found this on your travels, but the first 500,000 PS3s will be packaged with a free Blu ray feature film. And no, it's not titled, I'm reading this off digitaltrends.com. It's not titled How Staggeringly Awesome Sony Is Part 1. No joke, is it? Yeah. It's, I'm not going to name the film. I'm going to give you a tiny little bit about it, and you have to tell me, tell me if you know it. Go on, then. So man. it stars Will Ferrell as a NASCAR driver. Tagadelia Knights or something like that it's called, isn't it? I can't pronounce the word very well, but it's Tagger something Knights, isn't it? Yeah. Um, oh. I've, on. Where I've, there? I've, I've, I've never heard of it. Oh, what is it called? I know this film, so there's scenes of it that I know. I'm of, going to but... do the rest of the fact. Well, I'm not, I won't do the film, but I'll that's let my you first clue. remember. Um, well, that's that's your only clue, but yeah, um, <laughs> it might not be our cup of tea, but we'll definitely show off the capabilities of Sony's new media format. You'll get your fancy 1080p visuals support for 7.1 surround sound. And hey, a free movie they didn't have to download from BitTorrent like a friggin' pirate. Besides, it would have taken a week to download all that data anyway. Those audio channels don't come cheap. On a side note, the BD-ROM spec goes up to 200 gigabytes. That's a lot of fun, family-friendly home movies. Very good. Have you remembered the film? Have you remembered have... the film there, Thomas? I haven't, man. It's driving me insane because it's Will Farrell and um, John C. Riley, I think, in it. Um... There's a scene where they sat at the dinner table and um, the granddad's like booting off about how they treat the kids. It's really, really funny. But for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the bloody film which is driving me mad. So go on, put me out my misery. Well, I'll just try and give you a little bit more of a clue. Oh, well, it is, yeah, it is Talladega Nights, but it's got a bit after it. Something of Ricky Bob, isn't it? Is it something like the Ballad of Ricky Bob or something like that? Yeah. The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. You were driving me insane, Matt. I'm sure it's Taylor. I, I, I can't didn't say the know. Words. This fact me. only says Ballad of Ricky Bobby, so it's digitaltrends.com. Ah, fair enough, mate. You had me the... worrying, and I was thinking, I'm sure that's what it's called, but anyway. <laughs> Storms off the podcast. <laughs> yeah, never um, that. So, very good. Um, yeah, that's the only fact I could find. The other ones were really silly, like, it's shiny. Is it? All oh, right, well, I didn't know that. I've never looked at my PS3 before. <laughs> like really loosely defining as well. I mean, it is a fad, but it's certainly not interesting. Well, we've had oh. an interesting chat in the preparation for this one, mate, haven't we? That 
your memory, I think it's fair to say, of the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 were definitely a lot more vivid than mine. The PS3 is the first console where I actually remembered a lot of this without researching, but this is a bit of a blank spot for you, isn't it, PS3? You've just got like a bit it's, of amnesia for the couple of years it came out. It ties very much in with the sort of retrospective of life in that PS1 was first ever childhood sort of console, Many hours put into it. PS2 was like the big, big honcho. Lots of time spending that. Lots of time playing with friends that game. First, um, having a beer with playing that console, and then. But the PS3, it timed very much in with um, finish finishing uni, and then meeting who the lady who was now my wife. Sort of transition into that, moving in with her, and it all sort of became shrouded in all the nonsense of growing up. It's a fair point you made, mate, and I wonder it's if it's a, a little bit of the old age gap of us, mate, because th- this console was that for me where, you know, I got this when I was at um, sixth form college, so it was like mm. prime years for computer gaming just before uni, base of mates, playing computer games, so PS3 is like a big one for me of that kind of era of, you know, where you remember it, but, you know, you maybe were a couple of years ahead of me there, mate. Yeah, I think that was it. Like PS4, obviously... Because it was, of course, it was the last console. So I remember all the consoles very well. Just the PS3, just a bit of a a drunken blind spot, mate. Foggy, yeah, I would say PS fog. Well, on that topic, mate, I think you've told me you don't even remember getting the console. So I'm going to share my memories of it at all. It just sort of materialised out of thin air. So my story for getting this, mate, is that I remember being really excited about the PS3 coming out. And again, this is just my recollection. I don't have any facts to back this up. But I'm pretty sure whenever it was originally due to come out for, it ended up getting delayed for release. And whether that was just that it came out first in um, Japan and North America, but I actually ended up getting an Xbox 360 before the PS3 because it came out first over here. And I was a bit miffed that I couldn't get the console I wanted. So I remember getting an Xbox 360 and I had that um, for a year up until the PS3 came out, and then I slid it for a little bit longer because I ended up getting it for my 18th birthday, the PS3, mate, which uh, ages yeah. ages us all. But I got Very it for nice my 18th present. birthday, um, traded in my Xbox 360 for it, or sold that to somebody who got some cash and it was the uh girlfriend at the time mate, it was a very nice person still is she very kindly put some money towards it for my birthday mate so oh, very uh, kind of her and uh i remember that i skived off college on my 18th birthday after the first lesson and um went home and set up my new pastry and played star wars force unleashed might run be careful there mate he might be listening that teacher yeah, yeah they'll have me now very good Star Wars Force Unleashed. Mm, very good game, mate. Yeah, very good game. Mm. Not played that one. I used to play Star Wars Battlefront on the PS2, I believe that was, with um, old Lewis. So. Well, another little, tip, little co-op bit as well. Another little tip for you, mate. Again, if you take advantage of your PlayStation Plus subscription, Battlefront 2 is on PS4, and I actually downloaded that last night to have a play on the old PS5. Mate. See, I'm not much of a Star Wars fan. Ah. Revelation on the podcast. Not a huge Star Wars fan, which is bizarre because, you know, I like Harrison Ford and I like sort of sci-fi stuff, which, you know, Star Wars is a thing of those two things. So I don't know yeah. what it is about it, but that's a t- totally different conversation. So, yeah. Yeah, no, well, it was a very good game, mate, and uh, and, and whatnot was the old Force Unleashed. But 
that's my memories of getting it, mate. So since you were in a drunken haze or moving into adulthood or whatever it was, let's move over to top five games, mate, and I'll let you go first if you like. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so my number five, it's going to surprise the hell out of you. I could give you a list of all the PS3 games that were ever released, both digitally or on disc, and I don't think you'd get it. Ooh, interesting. So at number, at number five, Tiger Woods. A golf, a, a golf game. A golf game? A golf game. So memory that I do have is I think my dad bought the PS3, and he bought a load of games with it, and one of them was Tiger Woods. And it was the first game that me and my dad have ever sort of sat down and played together. Because yeah, it it's a very simple game. I mean, as is, is, is golf, a very simple game. You're twatting a ball with a stick. <laughs> so there's a lot more to it. Nick Faldo, before you ring, ring in. Um, so yeah, it was the first game that we sat down and played, and we both thoroughly enjoyed it with a few beers and JD Honey. The question is, mate, who used to win? Well, Dell, I think we were both very equally skilled at the game, to be honest. Because all you had to do really was you could just play the game with an analog stick, really. Yeah. Sort of use an analog stick to sort of look around the course and then like pulling the stick back and then pushing it forward to hit the ball. So, yeah, I think we were both very, very equally skilled at the game, mate. I think we probably won as many games as we lost. So. Yeah, so that's right. More of a sentimental reason it's number five. Not that he's no, no, no longer with us. He is. Just <laughs> never no, played another computer game since. Uh, when we first got the PS1, we both played Mortal Kombat 3 a bit. But I always used to absolutely annihilate him on that. So, <laughs> But, yeah, Tiger Woods number five, mate. Very good, mate. Like you said, I would have never have guessed that, mate. My, um, my number five, mate, is Infamous. And I don't know if you ever played these games, but they um, came... Um, came out and they could have maybe started on ps2 but i don't think they did i think infamous one and two both came out on ps3 and um it was a superhero game and you played as a guy who got kind of superpowers in this um american city it was a bit of a sandbox game really good story of like cutscenes were in comic book kind of graphics and stuff and um very very good games mate the actually ps4 came out with the third infamous game that was the launch title for it um which was a bit of a kind of reimagining a new character and whatnot but on ps3 the first two were two of my favorite games mate really really good and you may know that they uh the creators of the, that game went on to make ghosts of tsushima mate which mm. only very recently came out towards the tail end of ps4 and was a delightful game one that i'll talk a lot about when we come on to look at ps4 but so they've moved on to new things but yeah infamous um really really great game series mate not playing infamous i must admit i think i've very very briefly played it before like a major game title came out just to sort of time me over and then it got very is it sort of like um sort of a gta sort of open world crazy yeah, very much. Kind of yeah, thing. very much open world interactive kind of things. Um, you could one of the really cool things is because it was kind of like electricity. I think was his power for memory. You could like mm. skate along the um, power lines of the city and like the train tracks and stuff, which was really cool. Um, but no, really, really, really enjoyed Infamous. And I was while I loved Ghost of Tsushima, I was sad that the um, stop that it was Sucker Punch games. I just looked up, I couldn't think of the name, but Sucker Punch games that made that. But they've definitely gone on to. Great things with Ghost of Tsushima, but I'd love to see another infamous game. 
Mm, God's a shame it's been very highly acclaimed, hasn't it? I'll tell you what, mate, if you haven't played it and you're struggling to find a game, that is the one for you to go play. You love the old uh, Japanese lore and stuff, don't you? know you're a fan of Japan, so I think you'd really enjoy that game, mate. I shall give it. I'll There's apparently it. some um, some graphical uplifts and things and frame rate uplifts for PS5, so it should look unreal, mate, because on PS4 it was incredible the look of the game one of the best looking games on the console cool excellent lovely so number four then you may remember a game called heavy rain i do know heavy rain mate. yeah and i played heavy rain as well yeah good game heavy rain brilliant so starts off with a guy he's in a shopping mall and he loses his son and his son basically like runs off but unfortunately he gets hit by a car and unfortunately passes away so this is set like a while afterwards, and then the same guy, I think he split with his wife at this point, he's with his son in the park, and, and he blacks out, and then his son goes missing. And then it turns out, as you play, you learn he's been taken by this guy called the Origami Killer, who likes to, unfortunately, kill small boys. And it's like an interactive story, basically, Um it's like the first, first one that I played anyway. Like an, it was a Telltale Games, wasn't it? Who did this one? No, it was Quantic Dream who did these no. ones, mate. So Quantic Dream did, um, I think it was Beyond um, Two Souls or something after this one. And then what was the one that they did? Was it Detroit that they did on PS4? Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, Quantic Dream. Who I must say, right. unfortunately, mate, have. Uh, Apparently got a bit of a bad reputation, the person who runs that studio have been a bit of an arsehole. Oh, but um, but they make very good games all the same. Okay, right. Well, well one, one of his games is very good, and it's heavy red. So, um, yeah, it's a very interactive storyline. Um, you play as a few different characters, and the beauty of the game is the decisions that you take during the game determine how the story goes. So it's like choose-your-own-adventure game books. And, you know, if you've ever went on one of them, but there's got multiple different endings. Um, you can have it so just one person survives, or everybody survives, one where the bad guy gets away in the end or the bad guy gets killed. It's brilliant, um, and it's unique in that you can play it again and again and again, and each time's diff- very different. So highly recommend that. Yeah. Sure, you'll be able to get it on the PS5 somehow, or if you've got one of the older consoles, you can give it a go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on PS4, that one, because I'm sure um, <clears throat> I won't set down to replay it and, and I didn't end up going through it all, but I, I played it when it originally was out on PS3, and yeah, Echo, I think you said, mate, very good game. Do I, I, think it came as, I think it came as sort of a package on the PS4, didn't it, with something else? Maybe it's Beyond I Two I think Souls. it was the Beyond Two Souls. Yeah, you're right, mate. Mm. Um, am I, obviously, spoiler alert if anyone here is intending to go and play Heavy Rain, but am I right in remembering, mate, don't you play as the person who turns out to be the killer in it? the detective in the end yeah so yeah so you're you're playing as him doing other crimes basically and then he gets revealed it's this big guy in it yeah yeah like the big um detective kind of person but i remember there was a woman in that game who rode a motorbike on a sin she was some kind of journalist i remember she got burnt alive in her apartment in my game i couldn't do the quick time thing quick enough to save her so she died on my Myself and Tom used to work at a Marks and Spencer store, and we had a security guard called Eric, who was yeah. very much like the, uh, Origami the killer, killer. <laughs> from um, Heavy Rain. So, oh, oh, very a bit alarming. 
Um, so yeah, Heavy Rain, number four. Excellent Good game. choice, mate. Um, my number four is a bit of a tricky one because it's actually two games, but it's the Batman uh, Batman Arkham series. I don't know if you've ever played any of these two, but there was Batman Arkham Asylum and then Batman Arkham City, which came out on PS3, and that was followed up with Batman Arkham Knight, which came out on PS4. But I think if I had to pick one of them, it would be Batman Arkham Asylum. I absolutely adored those games. Um Kind of, I think people describe them as like a Metroidvania style game, which I think they used to mean that different areas of the map open up as you get different skills in the game. So, you know, it's not that you've got a gigantic map necessarily, it's just that as you're going around, you suddenly get a new piece of equipment which gives you access to somewhere you couldn't get before and gives you shortcuts and stuff. And such a great, great, um, game Arkham Asylum I put so many hours into that and and Arkham City but I think there's the contained nature of um, Batman Arkham Asylum where you're just in the one place in the prison and the grounds of it as the prisons have escaped and all of the rogues gallery of villains are causing mayhem and and the combat as well really fluid fun um, kind of arcadey combat absolutely love those games mate it's interesting you say that because like everything being contained in one area because the problem is with a lot of open world games, and to be honest, Valhalla had this issue with, for me, it just becomes a bit too much, doesn't it? You prefer just this one area and everything being contained in there, like a nice, um, almost like a more linear sort of oh, story but- to it. So. I know, I've, I think I said this during our PS5 thing, because similar to you, I bought Valhalla, and I think I've played it for all of about two hours. I've still got it sat there, and I haven't really been compelled to go back to it. But the kind of Ubisoft open-world games where the maps, like the Assassin's Creed Odyssey that came out on PS4, one of the most incredible games in terms of scope. There is so much to do. You you could phys- physically probably never buy another game and have enough stuff to keep doing that's new on it, but it's just overwhelming. I think it's age. Like I think like 13, 14, 15-year-old me would absolutely love a game like Valhalla or Odyssey where it is just hundreds of hours you could pour into it. You know, and you can't afford to go get a new game and you're happy just to plough away at it. But mm-hmm. nowadays, I'm like, I just want something that has the end in sight. Do you know what I mean? That you enjoy, you get finished. Because it was new back then, wasn't it? Like GTA oh, 3 yeah. was a new thing and it was like, oh my God, this is incredible. I can do whatever the hell I want on this game. But now it's all a bit... Yeah. I end up feeling a bit repetitive and a bit empty, don't they, ultimately? But, like, Arkham Asylum was the complete opposite of that because it was a big map, don't get me wrong, but it was kind of contained and you could only get to certain areas in certain ways and, you know, unlock certain things once you'd upgraded and got new gadgets and stuff. But, mm. yeah, really loved those games. And big exactly what day, day, day Sex is like. Like, it's kind of open world, but, yeah, you can use your skills and things to unlock new areas and it just it's just a lot lot better so yeah i would agree but that's my number four mate batman arkham asylum lovely uh number three um for me is portal now portal is a like a spin-off game of the half-life series um which i absolutely loved so it's, it's kind of similar to Half-Life, sort of a futuristic um, first-person shooter. However, your gun is a it's a portal gun. So, say you're playing it on a computer or a PS3. One but one button would fire a a blue portal, 
and then you press another button and it would fire an orange portal. Now, when you walked through either portal, you came out through the other portal. So the entire game is basically like a puzzle game based on that premise, really. Yeah. Now, it's it's unbelievable game design to be able to do that. And you could do all like silly things like fire one portal at the see them one at the floor, then he just instant, then he just infinitely fall between the two and <laughs> like getting rid of en- enemies. You create a portal underneath it, then create the other portal above some lava. So it'd fall through and into the lava. Um, and then you'd have like this thing, it would fire, it would fire this object, but you needed the object to make contact with something else to hit a switch, to unlock like a gate or a bridge. So you need to make sure you got the portal in the right place so it came through one portal and out the other portal and hit the target. And as the game went on, it got a lot more complicated, like with um, sort of like angled um, ceilings and stuff. So things were starting to come out at an angle and then you had like mirrors and stuff. It became very, very very complicated, but unbelievably addictive and a very, very fun game. And as I said, it's sort of set in the similar world to Half-Life. Which, if you ever do a PC um, episode, then Half Life will definitely be mentioned on that. But yeah, if you've not played it, Tom, highly recommend it. If you're after something, after something a little bit different and a bit of a puzzler, then go for Portal. Very good little song in the end as well. I have heard of Portal, mate, and I know that it's very, very well thought of. And, and just to echo what you were saying, absolutely love Half Life um, and mm. Half Life Two and when we do do a PC thing, we'll have lots to say about them and I'm infinitely disappointed that they've never made a Half-Life 3 and really hope that one day they do. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, I had heard of Paul, but I've never played it, mate. So who knows? If I ever see it um, knocking about and you can play it on PS5, I might give it a go. Probably the greatest gaming purchase I've ever made in my entire life was it was um, in from a game station in town. Yeah, yeah, too, yeah. yeah. And it was a, their little pre-owned section, and it was a it was a quite a big case. It had Half Life, Blue Shift, Opposing Force, and Counter Strike. Two pounds. Jesus, that is some Two value. Pounds. That mate, and that Two what, you, what you just said there took me back. You know, we were talking about Medal of Honor earlier in Call of Duty, the one that predates all of them. Do you, do you remember Game Center in town, which was the other one? Mm. Where the oh yeah, the they upstairs. used to have a little. Um, upstairs or downstairs section where you could go in and um you could do counter-strike parties i remember going to friends counter-strike parties when i was like mm, I yeah, know, 12 years old and you all linked up and in a big map fight each other that was so much fun mm. is that what became bar to be or was that there before that happened it was sort of nearby there wasn't it uh, yeah i think it was it was what's now bar to be but before that it was even closer to um the grand hotel it was like literally right next oh, yeah, to yeah, it. It yeah. to go downstairs into like a basement thing but mm. no longer exists sadly bless him so i was, mm. used to like going in there and buying games from them but my dad used to play snooker with a guy who owned the um jeweler shop and it was his son that ran that game shop all right, well, there we go. A little bit of Scarborough yeah. trivia for you all. There you go. <laughs> Getting the inside scoop. Not sure what he's doing now. There's only game in Scarborough now, isn't there? Yeah, it's there is, unfortunately, mate. Still CX, but... Yeah, anyway. I'm not a fan of game, mate. I've vowed to never spend another penny in their shop. Ah. Is this... Uh, shall we save this for a whole episode on its own? 
No, I just I just find him very Tom's very better against Tom I, I than against him game. Very very unhelpful, mate. And for a for a type of shop that is a dying industry where every penny they make matters because we've obviously online games becoming a big thing, you know, digital buying of games. And you know, people don't often go into towns and you know all that kind of stuff. I just think that you think, fuck, you know, like you're a useless set of bastards in there. Like they're just so <laughs> unhelpful and so difficult to deal with those if I'm never going so it, it was actually up to the PS5 I was wanting to trade some stuff in and, and sell it and they just made it so difficult to do I, I had considered pre-ordering my console from them and in the end I was like you know what I'm just gonna buy it from Amazon and walked out and left it I was like it's fine and I'm the most patient man in the world with, with when it comes to customer service mate as you well know I'm a very patient man because I've worked in that in customer service jobs all my life and no uh, Customers can be assholes, but I'm the most patient man in the world. And I was like, nah, this is uh, not for me. We'll see you later. I don't uh, want to. Aye. So that's Very one good. of the rants over. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so we went into a portal into a, into a yeah. I don't know how we got there, but yeah. So number three is portal for me. Good choice, mate. Well, number three for me, mate, is the Uncharted series. So all three Uncharted games, um, well, sorry, the first three Uncharted games all came out on PS3. Um, They were made by Naughty Dog, who were famous from Crash Bandicoot. This was their first kind of foray into a new type of game, and they absolutely knocked it out of the park, mate. Um, Incredible games that, if you've never played, the best best sales pitch I can give for them is Indiana Jones the game basically is the best description I can give that it is the Indiana Jones games you always wish that had been made um, brought to life and and just so much fun Nathan Drake the protagonist is a great character his partner Sully the kind of grizzled um, cigar chewing wisecracking old guy and you, you treasure hunters going around the world going through tombs and different puzzles and action sequences and stuff to to complete the story and very much kind of Tomb Raider inspired um, but kind of pushed Tomb Raider out of the limelight a little bit which then eventually they did their reboots and took a lot from Uncharted but am I right in saying Graham these are games you've never played the Uncharted ones or am I doing you a disservice? I played A Thief's End was that the PS3 that was the, one? That, um, yeah, no, well, you, you've challenged me that. Possibly that was a PS4 one. Let me have a look. Uncharted. Yeah, that was the PS4 one, mate. Um, that was number four in the series was A Thief's End. Um, so and I also played one where you... I think it was one of the more recent ones where you actually play Crash Bandicoot in the game. That was A Thief's just... End, mate. Yeah, that's the PS4 right, one at the end right. of the game, okay. yeah. Um, but no, really, the, that one's a, a great game too. But yeah, the the Uncharted trilogy, mate, you can get it very cheap on PlayStation Store. Play it on your PS Five, and su- such fun games, such fun games. And if I had to pick one of them, Uncharted um, Two would be my um, favorite of the of the original trilogy, mate. That was my uh, favorite one. Mm. With you saying Indiana Jones and games, well, oh my god, sorry. My dog is chewing through the cable, which is attached <laughs> to the wall that is attached to the laptop. So that would be a fried dog, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, with this Indiana Jones game, we should maybe save it for the news later. But yeah, talk oh, of a 
Indiana Jones game. So isn't I've it? heard, mate. Yeah, that was on my little any other business as well. So great minds think alike, mate. Indeed. Cool. So, um, so number two then. Now number two. Don't know how I remember. Uh, forgot this game. Just researching games prior to this um, broadcast. Um, Red Dead Redemption, of course. At number what two. What a fantastic game, mate! Brilliant. I mean, don't I play GTA, but in but being the Wild Wild West, of course I do. Yeah, what a fun, what a great game! It was an open world, but it was it was superb. It worked as an open world game, like with the vast sort of landscapes and. I love how the end as well, where like the end sort of town you get to had cars. Yeah, and you was... at the time. Yeah. But how long have I been playing this game? Like yeah. hundreds of years later, we've discovered the automobile. But um, great characters, great storylines, shoot, shooting places up, duels and all that kind of thing. Did you have the sort of the DLC where it was like a zombie sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely loved that, mate. And I was praying mm. that they'd do one for Red Dead 2, and they never did. The Undead Nightmare, like, so good. So creepy and as you, well. And you had to find the um, like the horsemen of the apocalypse horses, yeah, wasn't there? Yeah, like yeah. famine and pestilence and war and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it was brilliant. I mean, it's become the Wild West game now, hasn't it? Like, you yeah, don't mate, see... Yeah many sort of Wild West games other than Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption 2, I know it's a totally different game, but um, I've never massively got on board with that. I don't know why, um, but maybe it's just because Red Dead Redemption just seemed more fun. I'm not sure, but yeah, brilliant game, Red Dead. Probably the most iconic title for the PS3. I think um, it would definitely be up there, mate. Definitely be up there. Definitely be up there. Mm, so yeah, that's my number two. Because you all know Red Dead, and you all know how brilliant it is. So there you go. Absolutely, mate. Well, my number two was a very close choice. Well, my one and two was a very close choice. Um, but coming in at number two, still from Naughty Dog, same as the Uncharted series, is The Last of Us, mate. That's my yeah. number one. So we can well, collab- collaborate. What, what, what I'll what I'll do is I'll I'll spoil the surprise. Then your number two is my number one, and my number two yeah. is your number one because Red Dead Redemption is Excellent. number one on my list, mate. Which is why I kept a little bit quiet there. It's like I've got a lot to say about Red Dead because it is a fantastic game. Um, but it was a very hard decision. These could have been interchangeable, and I'm glad that we've both got it the other way around to each other. Um, but the Last of Us. Again, from Naughty Dog, after the Uncharted um, trilogy, they brought this game out. Really impressive that they brought out four excellent games throughout the generation of one console, which mm-hmm. I don't think you'll see happening too often moving forwards because, you know, last generation, uh, Naughty Dog just brought out The Last of Us 2, didn't they, which was excellent, but right at the end of the generation. So it's obviously taking longer to make games these days, which is understandable. But The Last of Us, for those of you that don't know it, it is a... Um, apocalyptic game isn't it it's set in a world where the world has been kind of ravaged by a fungal infection disease that's um killed a lot of people and turned them into kind of mindless zombies is the best way to describe them but they're referred to as clickers in the game where the mm. mushroom kind of overtakes the brain and the head be- and they lose sight and the hearing becomes a lot um a lot more what's the word a lot more um sensitive and and, and powerful 
this really kind of frightening, exciting game as you lead a young girl um, who might be the cure to the disease through the kind of broken down world and, and try and get her to safety. But I'll uh, let you take over, mate, since it's your number one and fill in any gaps I've left, but just what an excellent game. Well, the thing I loved about it is is it was just start, middle and end, wasn't it? It wasn't open world, do all this random crap. It was just, right, with you, these two characters, you're in this place, you're in this storyline, here's your premise, play play through it, which I thought was absolutely... I, I, I loved it for um, for that reason. I just like just to get into a nice story without having to worry about sort of side quests and that. But, um, yeah, with the clickers, I've, I've not... Um, long seen 28 Days Later if you've seen that film. I have, mate, um, yeah. Which is like a similar sort of zombie thing, so just work work that environment like everything, everywhere you went, you never felt safe in the game. Like, you always thought like it could be a zombie round, round the corner, because the zombies were, the clickers were pe- people, and that's what made it more terrifying as well. Um, and like the death death scenes as well, where unfortunately you get a bit too overwhelmed by the clickers, and it gives you like a grotesque um, death scene. And then there were some yeah, coming ripping that, your throat out. <laughs> yeah, it hurt. Um, yeah, and some are more powerful than others, and trying to get across certain like like platforming as well was just really good. Um, and you really felt for like the relationship between this quite a tough guy and then this girl who. No, it's a cliche to say. I should like Arya Stark. She becomes like stronger as the um, story goes on. Like you really start start rooting for them, and then you get towards the end as well, where you see the an- animals, and it's the um, yeah, it's the giraffe, isn't it? Towards the end, and she sort of befriends it, and you yeah. see a bit more life starting to appear. <clears throat> oh, my breath went then for some reason. Overwhelmed. Yeah, absolutely brilliant game. Um, I just wish there were more sort of games like that. Less open worlds and more, you know, good story-driven things like this. Yeah, no, I would agree, mate. And, you know, I think that that linear kind of game where you are basically a vessel to play the game, aren't you? You know, in open world games, quite often, you feel like you're the person making the decisions. That's not the case in The Last of Us. You're just kind of taking it through the beats of the people who wrote the story, aren't you? And that's kind of shown in the end where quite a controversial ending to the game. And again, spoilers for anyone who's not played it, but you've had enough time, in my opinion now, so tough shit. Um, But where you do get Ellie all the way to the facility to turn her into the cure, but find out that doing so will kill her. So you take the choice to kind of kill everybody in the facility, the doctors included, and rescue her. And, you know, there's a lot of people saying, you know, that wouldn't have been the choice they would have made, but I like the fact that, well, that's tough shit because that's the story you were playing and you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, there was a remaster. Of the Last of Us 2, I've not played The Last of Us 2, which sounds bizarre considering it's my, like, number one. Well, I've yeah, said this for a few games Kyle. now, mate, but you were complaining about the fact you're sick of Valhalla. Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, either of those two games, you'll have the time of your life with, mate, so get one of them bought. Yes, indeed. Cool. So, yeah. So we've tied nicely to one, one and two there, haven't we? Um, yeah, is there yeah. anything else you wanted more to say about Red, Red Dead? 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, the Red Dead, this is my number one game. Um, Graham, you know, you referenced the fact GTA set in the Wild West, which is apt because it's made by the people who make GTA. It's a rock star game. They are some of the best um, makers of games going these days. And Red Dead just absolutely adore this game. The um, Just the whole world that it's enveloped in, you know, to your point, we've, we've kind of criticised open world games a little bit. And there's definitely degrees of open world games. This is a huge open world game, but there is a strong story and narrative taking you through the whole thing. And nothing's just filler for filler's sake. It's all there to kind of tell the overall story. And love the old West as a setting. Really dark gritty kind of world with a lot of humor in it as well to be fair um john marston really fantastic character as the ex kind of outlaw who was pulled back in by the feds to take down his old gang members otherwise they're threatening to kind of kill him and his family um you go through and kind of track down the old gang and, and take them out one by one meet some great people along the way i always love that thing as well with a map opening up as you play a game that's definitely something that's a little bit lost these days with you know red dead 2 where in theory you can go anywhere on the map from the moment you start playing it but red dead 1 it always felt more contained that you can't get to different bits until the game wants you to um I loved Red Dead 2, just what it's worth, and I know we'll talk about when we get to PS4, but it was a definitely more divisive game than Red Dead 1 for a lot of reasons, but there is no doubt in my mind between the two of them that Red Dead 1 is my favourite of the two, and I'd love a remaster of it, I'd love to play it again, um, and what a heartbreaking ending as well. Absolutely, we shall. Um, we will leave it to you all to play it, and let your hearts be broken. Um, it's funny of us that none of us have mentioned Metal Gear Solid Four in our um, mm. in our list again. Maybe well, one that got sort of Guns of the Patriots. I can't really even remember. Was that the one we had on? You're on a fight scene on like a plane or something. Why is my memory so hazy with this console? Well, I've made a few notes on a few games that I wanted to talk about outside of my top five, mate. And um, MGS4 is one of these. Very, very uh, good you brought it up. This is an anomaly for me, this game, in that I tried to play it twice on PS3. And I don't know what it was, but I just didn't like it. And I couldn't get past not enjoying the game. And I regret it because you can't actually play this game on PS4 or PS5. It's never been made backwards compatible. It's not available to play. And I'd love to give it another go. Because I don't know if it was just at the time I didn't fancy it. But I don't know anything about it, mate. So I remember playing an hour or two twice and being like, no, it's just not vibing with me. And now mm. I'd love to play that if it was available. Similar to Grand Theft Auto 4. What a mysterious game. Yeah. It just didn't land, did it? No, it was a bit of an odd one, GTA 4. Like three San Andreas Vice City, absolutely iconic. You could say the same five, maybe not in the same breath, but GTA 4 just never just never clicked, did it? Maybe some uh, people out there love it and will say it's the most underrated one, but... I did like the setting of it, but just the protagonist, the kind of Eastern European guy, just wasn't that interesting, I don't think. You yeah. never find him that like interesting to players. But GTA Five was another game that I had on my kind of honourable mention slash just to talk about. That was a PS3 game. Mm. Just, just to reiterate that to everybody, because I always find that astounding. GTA Five was a PS3 game. 
and it's still been played now. And 2013. PS5. I, I, I can't believe that. You know, it's one of those that makes you kind of double look. Like, surely that came out on PS4, but it was right at the end. Same with The Last of Us, and they remastered it, obviously, for PS4, the pair of them. But, like, I, I just still can't believe that, that we've not had one in the PS4 generation that was a brand new game. It's still developing, isn't it, with lots of, It's got an absolute magnitude of online content, GTA V. Yeah, yeah. Like all these different missions and gangs. I used to play a little bit with a um, couple of people, but nah, nah, could be. Same as Red Dead 2, mate. They tried to do a big online version, and like, despite that being a huge game, I complete it all and want more content. But I'm like, I still like playing online. Just leave me alone. Just let me play on my own. Yeah, it's great. solitary. Like, lots of YouTubers play a lot of GTA 5, don't they? Don't they do, mate. But yeah, just I wanted to mention GTA 5 just for its longevity. Like, that's pretty astounding. What did you say? 2013, it's nearly eight years later, mm. and we're still the still playing the same game. But um, I had a couple of honourable mentions on my list, mate. I don't know if um, if you did, but just a couple to mention. Um, Bioshock was a series that first came out on PS3, and it's one that I never really got into, but I thought it worth mentioning because I have played the majority of the first game, and um, I know they've got a huge following the Bioshock games and, uh, and uh, some of the best thought of games from that era. Did you ever play Bioshock? I did not, no. I think it had been up your street mix. It was very um, kind of horror. It starts and you're under the you're uh, in a boat in the middle of the ocean, and your boat starts to sink, and and you swim over to this lighthouse and go in, and a lift takes you down to this world under the sea, and. Um, it was meant to be this kind of utopia that's all gone to shit and everybody's like gone insane that lives there and it's kind of a very creepy atmospheric game but not one I ever played massively myself but I know that it's got a big following um, also Mass Effect mate I don't know if you've ever played Mass Effect definitely had a Mass Effect and I think it's one that I would find enjoyable in that it was sort of um, you make decisions throughout the game and it determines what happens doesn't it yeah definitely mate so like it, it, it all through the games like even when you play the next ones it looks at your save file from the last one to continue the story for you but yeah from uh, mass effect from bioware loved the original trilogy i never played the one they brought out on ps4 because it was released with a lot of bugs and issues and got a lot of criticism in the end that um, never happens any, any these days does it <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, I never went, went back to play that one, but the Mass Effect original trilogy I wanted to call out as well, mate. This is an honourable mention. Very good. Um, so I mentioned like, GTA 4 and that, but um, Persona, not Persona 5, that just happens to be up on my screen at the moment. Where is it? Where is it? Game? Diab Diablo 3. Never now played I Diablo. A, <clears throat> I was a huge fan of Diablo 1 and 2. Um, massive fan of that. Very good RPG. So... <clears throat> Diablo 1, you sort of, you were like just like a warrior or a sorcerer or an archer and you just went down the like 100 levels of this um, dun dungeon to eventually get to the bottom to kill Diablo, who was like this the devil hell monster. Then Diablo 3 was like, um, it was sort of a massive step up from 1 and 2. Um, in terms of graphics and stuff. So it was it was nice to play like an old classic. Um into sort of next gen graphics, so that definitely gets um, the mention from me. Um, 
can't think of many others, to be honest. It's, there are massive titles that I've just simply just not pl- I've played before. I've played a bit of Far Cry. Um, yeah, no. good games, Far Cry. Obviously. Lego Indiana Jones! Brilliant game. I might never played Lego Indiana Jones. Lego Indiana Jones, what a game. I think I bought that on cheap because I'm a massive Indiana Jones fan and it was just, it's a very, very funny game. It's, it's just very sort of. Like you want to get across the thing, you've got to build a little bridge out of Lego, and when you get killed, you just sort of shatter into all little Lego bricks. <laughs> it's like the cut scenes are just really funny, just like a little plastic um, Holy Grail and stuff. And you play through like, the different films, and it's all the original soundtrack and everything. Yeah, it's just a good bit of fun, that game. I've been playing Last of Us all day and thinking, hmm, feeling a bit sombre after all that. I know, Lego Indiana Jones, that'll put a smile on your face. I have played the Lego Star Wars games, but just mm. not the old Lego Indiana Jones, mate. I didn't even know there was one, to be fair. Oh, there is. Very fun. Very, very silly. Excellent. So, yeah, they're my top five honourable men- mentions. Now, usually I'd pick a worst PS3 game here, but I struggled to pick my favourite one, so I'm going to struggle with picking <laughs> my worst. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of it to that were terrible games on that console. I must have had better taste by this point. Um but, I think uh, I remember playing like Pro Eva on the PS3 and it was just starting to get to when... Because I was playing like Pro Eva 5 and 6, as I said in previous podcasts, it was my most favourite football games of all time. And that's when it started to get sort of modernised on the PS3. And I just... That's when I stopped by the titles, I think, like new, was when they were on the PS3. Yeah. I remember playing someone from Russia, a one-on-one online <laughs> game, and I won, so... There you go. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Yeah, so good to reflect on our top five games, mate, and and to dust off a few memories there. Um, As is tradition, I've managed to find an article um, about some things we didn't know about the console. Now, need to insert a little disclaimer here that this is actually things you didn't know about the PS3 Slim, which was the kind of redesigned model of the PS3 they brought out rather than the PS3 launch itself. But we'll have a little look. So... First fact out of 12, mate, and I've not verified these beforehand, so they could be absolutely shocking, so strap yourselves in. It's not actually called the PS3 Slim, it's just the PS3. Right, that was a good start, wasn't it? Fuck, mate. (laughs) Brilliant. Two, the logo is beautifully etched into the machine. All right, yeah. That's that's interesting. It's not a fucking ancient vase, is it? Number three. It has buttons. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> what so, machine has buttons in 2021? While this is still a terrible fact, so three for three, we've got three bad facts. The reason for this is that if you remember on the PSM3 launch, there were kind of touch buttons. You didn't actually physically push something in. It was like the kind of taking influence from um, Apple and having like touch sensitive like pads on it. But anyway, still a terrible um, fact that it has actual buttons. It's not good. It's like this is like a poorly researched like year six school project so far. I'm not even (laughs) going to read fact four because it's so totally fucking pointless. No, do it. Well, it's a very fact four is. This is what the new ad campaign looks like, and then it's just a picture of the PS3 Slim ad campaign. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. Brilliant. 
great podcast content. Yeah, you were right to <laughs> not read that one out. Yeah, that's why I'm skipping it. Number five, it's smaller than the PS3 launch, but not in everywhere. It's thinner and lighter, but as you can see, it's a bit longer from front to rear. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, so, the, so the slim PS3 was smaller, was it? Yeah, but yeah. slightly longer. Okay. So there we go, anyway. It's quieter, fair enough. I mean... Yeah. Um, these are very poor because I think it's fair to say PS1 and PS2 we found some pretty good facts about them mm, that's what I mean the PS3 is such a it's such a middle child isn't it of um, the games console world fact 7 it only comes with composite cables and not HDMI alright oh so you have to buy your own HDMI for it well I don't know if this is true, mate, but based on the fact I recently, in the last year, tried to plug TIFF's PS3 Slim into our telly downstairs, I don't think it has a HDMI at all, which could be total bollocks. I'd have to look it up. But I'm sure it didn't have a a HDMI slot in it, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. My dad has got, like, every cable that's ever been made. If you ever want to go to, like, a cable museum, just go to my dad's. He's got everything, so... Well, I didn't notice that it didn't come with a PS with a HDMI because it just had one. So, well, on that topic, mate, the question has been answered on fact eight. If you had a Sony Bravia TV, you could hook it up to your new PS3 with a HDMI cable. So maybe it does have a HDMI slot. Maybe I'm just been daft. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, that's a terrible fact once again. Um, fact nine: the hard drive is removable. Right? Yep. Okay. Why would you do that to put a big, bigger one in? Yeah, I guess so, mate. Let's see. Or if the console's broken, but the hard drive is fine. Yeah. Move your games. Yeah. Fact ten: It's not backwards compatible with the PS2. So I know I've referenced that a bit. That PS3 was very particular in the way it would work. It must have been PS4 then that I played PS1 titles on then. Yeah, it must be, mate. I know PS3 was very, very fussy. Um, and it wouldn't play discs anyway from the older generation games. You might be able to download them, who knows. It's an um, awkward console, the PS3, isn't it? Like, yeah, it was very like, awkward uh, and cumbersome yeah. like in terms of its design. I'm going to skip 11, mate, because again, A, it's absolutely fucking diabolically poor, <laughs> but second it's just a picture that it's talking about so the last fact and i'm a, i apologize everybody um because this has been a real low point for the all right mate game podcast the games advertised on the back of the sorry the games advertised on the back of the box are infamous madden nfl 10 tekken 6 mag and uncharted 2 all right, so on the back of the box that the console came in, those were the games that were advertised. I knew, I just right. knew this article was going to be shit. When box I was made out of card. There's a box made, box made out of cardboard, yeah? Oh, but there's a bonus fact, mate. Combo breaker bonus fact. Go on. Let's have a look. Um, you can buy a stand to make it sit vertically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Why? Yeah. It had like a flat sort of thing anyway, didn't it? Well, I think the, PS3, a bit more, the PS3 Slim a was a bit too thing. skinny, I think, to stand right. up on its own, maybe. Oh, this, yeah, it's a Slim, in it? Yeah. I've, I've got, I forgot I forgot you were talking about the Slim. but Yeah, well, I suppose <laughs> I couldn't find one for the proper one. Um, um, so, yeah, yeah, that was it, mate. Let's leave it there for the facts that we didn't know, because 
we didn't want to know him either. Faxi didn't want to know or give a flying ass about. Yeah, so that's a PS3, mate. I don't think I've got anything else other than a few bits for any other business to talk about. Anything final that you wanted to sign off about on the PS3? Um, no, not really. Um, it, as I said, it was very much a transition con- console for me from the PS2 to the PS4. I mean, it's obvious with it being the third one, but you know what I mean? That could have been one of the facts, maybe, <laughs> uh, that article I just read out. It was between the PS2 and the PS4. It was a PS3. Brilliant. So, yeah, I've got nothing else to say about that console. It's probably for the best. No, I don't think I do either, mate. I think um, there's some interesting features on it, which you forget about looking back now. Like I said, there's quality of life stuff that we take for granted now. But, um, yeah, I think it seems a distant memory, doesn't it, a little bit, PS3 now? So that's the PS3. Any other business then, mate? So couple of things I've got on my list. I'll start you off with one. Big topic. This weekend, Sunday, 4.30pm, Liverpool taking on the dastardly and newly top of the league, Manchester United. We are top of the league, so we are top of the league. Don't know how, but we've won more games than anybody else, so that's how. It's just so surprising, isn't it? Like, this season is so tight in terms of, like, points. Like, people have got, like, the teams who are third and fourth, they could lose one or two games and they'll be they'll be down, like, seventh and eighth and stuff like that. It's just so amazing how quick things can change and turn around at the moment. But Man United, Liverpool, one versus two. When was the last time that happened? It'll have been quite some time, mate, Long for time sure. When, when, we, when we were at uni, I believe. Sort of 2009, well, 8, 9 kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I think that was because we were uh, challenging that year and ended up being pipped to the post by you boys. But I seen somewhere we beat you 4 1 that year, but we oh, wasn't yeah. enough, mate. It wasn't enough. Yeah, but no, it'll be an interesting game, mate, as you say. United. You'd look at them and, and wonder how they've got there. But at the same time, they, they've been very consistent away from mm. home. You can't knock them for that, mate. I mean, it's not a fluke. They've been doing it for well over a year now of getting some really impressive results away from home. Um, and look, you don't get to be top of the league without deserving to be there. They're there on merit. They've won more games and points than everybody else. And I think, you know, you look at Liverpool, my beloved Liverpool, and we're going through a tough patch at the moment, mate. And I expected it to be fair because... We are missing a, a few key players, but that doesn't excuse the fact that in the past three games we've played West Brom, Newcastle and Southampton and taken two points out of nine. And really, you'd have been looking at those three games saying that's seven points out of nine because you'd have taken a draw versus Southampton and expected us to beat Newcastle and um, West Brom and it hasn't materialised. So we need to up, book up our ideas, mate, and... Fortunately, we're at home. We've got a very impressive home record. You've got a very impressive away record. So, all signs point to a draw, don't they, I would say? Absolutely does. It's just a shame that it's on on a Sunday at, like, freaking midnight or whatever it is. Fuck me, I know, mate. I don't, you guys, we haven't talked about football a great deal, and we will do a football-themed podcast in the future, but our pet peeves are Monday night games and Sunday 4.30 games. This game should be 12.30 on a Saturday or 5.30 on a Saturday. One of those two things, or don't bother playing it. Don't bother. 
let's call the whole thing off. Did you see when it was on the half twelve on a Saturday? It was brilliant, wasn't it? We used to go to go go to pub. Oh mate, you get absolutely on it, wouldn't you? And the same if it was a five thirty, you get in there for about half two. I put your business. Mm. Who in the right fucking mind? And I know we're in a COVID world right now, so fair enough. But even if we weren't, who in their right minds would be in a pub? at 4.30 on a Sunday, enjoying themselves, having a beer, when the fear of fucking Monday morning is hanging over them. Come on. Terrible. We used to go to the pub, then we used to go to the seafront, sea bit of karaoke. Those were the days. Weren't they just, mate? So, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Score predictions. <sighs> couldn't, couldn't tell you. I just hope it's not a boring nil-nil. I mean, I'll take it in the scheme of things, but... It's just so annoying when that happens, isn't it? Yeah, it's really a tricky one. To it, and then it's just. Oh, right. I, I can. I'm terrible at predicting scores. I think that. I think it will be a score draw. We really need to win. A draw would be a great result for United away from home. You know, getting a point at Anfield would be an amazing result, whether it's nil nil or one one or whatever it is. We need to win. I just don't think we've got it in us, and I hope I'm wrong. But I think our defence. Is very much on its last legs. I mean, we're playing. We played two central midfielders in defence um, against Southampton. It didn't work. Um, our front three aren't really firing. So, all signs are pointing to United, man. I hope I'm wrong, but I would be more surprised if Liverpool won than United, and probably a draw. So there we go. We shall see. Well, in terms of, I'm going to have a look. I'm going to be a little little. Sports reporter here. Um, Liverpool's Joel Matip is close to full fitness, but will be assessed before a decision is made if he can feature. Naby Keita has been ruled out and remains on the sidelines with Joe Gomez, Jota and Van Dijk. Um, Man United boss has definitely ruled out Phil Jones. (laughs) (laughs) He's He's not not even injured. He's he's, he's not playing. He's not playing that liability. Tell you that now. He's not even coming to the stadium. Um, Brandon Williams also not playing. He will give everyone a chance to prove the fitness, including Martial, Matic and Lindelof. Well, why wouldn't you? Oh, well, that's a silly thing to say, isn't it? Right, you can all play if if you're fit, but you've got to be good. Right, cheers, Ollie. Brilliant. Good, um, good scouting. So, yeah, that's something to look forward to, isn't it? Now, there was some else I was going to talk about that I've lost. Just so you're listening, I'm on a the laptop that I'm currently using. The keyboard's knackered, and so is a touchpad. So I'm on a USB mouse, and I can't type in what... Oh, there it is. So, so Tom played Cyberpunk, and then he got rid of Cyberpunk, and he got a refund. But the co-founder... The Cyberpunk's developer has come out and said things. Um, he's released a video explaining, like he's like he's not brave enough to come out in public and say something, so he's just done a little <laughs> video from his little bunker. Um, CD Projekt's Marcin Avinsky admitted they underestimated the task of adapting the game for consoles like the PS4 and Xbox One. Now, I thought he was going to say Xbox, PS5 and the next Xbox here, but he said adapting it for the PS4. 
Well, they haven't technically so. released it for the next gen consoles yet. While you can play it on it, it is the PS3, the PS4 version, sorry, or the Xbox. Right, the and then the thing version. So they've still not even brought out the next gen ones yet. But, but yeah, I saw this, mate. I think, um, and just as to clarify, Sony have still not refunded my game, despite the fact I keep following the process to do it i'm still awaiting any refund on that mate but but yeah it's been a bit of a shambles this one and i think um interestingly on a different topic i had cyberpunk on my list but just to talk about the fact that we're starting to see quite a few games that were scheduled for release this year hogwarts legacy i think which was one you were looking forward to maybe pushed back And I think everybody's seen what's happened to these to the response to this game and gone, well, let's not rush. And I think that's really good news. You know what I mean? That if they need the time to make it better and make it perfect, well then take it. Don't release something that's half finished and broken. So So, yeah, so he says he's deeply sorry for this, and this video is me publicly owning up. Well Well, I'm still fifty odd quid out of pocket, so come on. So, yeah, um, Mark Heen explains issues originated from Cyberpunk's huge scope, particularly the high number of custom objects, interacting systems, and mechanics making a complex game. So you bit off more than you could chew is what you're saying. Pretty much, mate. Oh, dear. Well, yeah. it's such a shame because like, visuals, like images, it just looks so unbelievably good, doesn't it? But maybe one yeah. day... It just didn't live up to it, mate. No. It's not a similar thing to No Man's Sky, but in a very, very different way. Yeah, no, you are right, though, mate. There's a lot of similarities there, I think. Um, But, yeah, people expected a lot more, mate, and they've been a bit burnt by it. So, um, The final bit of any other business from me, mate, was just the fact that, um, and we've we've sort of half-referenced it already, but for the last 10 years, I think, EA have had an exclusive deal with um, with Lucasfilm to make all of their games, and obviously then Lucas has been bought by uh, Disney. Um, but that deal is now up. So Star Wars and Indiana Jones are properties that are open to be developed for by new people other than EA-owned studios, and already there's been a few games announced, mate. So we talked about Assassin's Creed earlier, Ubisoft creators of Assassin's Creed have announced an open world Star Wars game, which I'm quite excited about. And I think um, Bethesda have announced that they're doing an Indiana Jones game, mate. Mm, that'll be good. Um, so I think it'll be like a unique story, won't it? It won't be a. I don't think it'll be based on the existing stories. Well, maybe it will be, but. Because there's, no, there's, there's a film right, coming out. There's a film coming out, isn't there? In, yeah, next, I think they are wheeling out Harrison I think this one they've said is set between um, two of the films of the original trilogy. So, yeah, oh, I think right, okay. it's an original kind of story, mate, which is quite nice. Awesome. So, yeah, that, that'll be really good. Um, it's, as you said prior in the episode, um, it's got to live up to, like... Um, Uncharted, doesn't it? Because it's very similar. But yeah, no, Indiana Jones game, mate, will be interesting, as you say. I think um lot to live up to with Uncharted. 
um, setting the scene, and even Tomb Raider as well, having a bit of a renaissance. And Bethesda are an interesting studio because they're sort of known for their open-world RPG games, which isn't what you'd immediately think of for an Indiana Jones game, is it? You'd think of that being more of an action-adventure yeah. game, which isn't, like I said, particularly their wheelhouse. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, mate. Yeah, I mean, we'll have lots to be on, be on with before that comes out, won't, won't we, sir? Uh, I'd be a few years away at least. Nice and patient, patient with that, with that one. So, yeah, but that yeah, was it. That, by, uh, any other business, yeah. mate? Anything else from you? No, I don't, don't think so. We'll um, we'll just carry on with our PS4 games, won't we? Until some major PS5 titles come out that we actually want to play. Yeah, well, oh, that was one final one for me, actually. I know Hitman 3 comes out next week, and I think, don't quote me on it, but I think it, there is a PS5 version of that game and a, and a new Xbox version of it as well, although it is on PS4 as well. So, yeah, Hitman 3 out next Wednesday. Hitman oh, 2 yeah. Very good yeah. Fun, so mm. I might give it a go. But, oh, they're just so pricey, aren't they? That's it, mate. I'm like, I, I can't worry spending 70-odd quid on a game that I sort of like. So. Yeah, they're very... Very pricey. Unless you really, really want it. Like Final Fantasy, I'll spend 50 quid on it, I guess. But yeah. yeah. But anyway, such is life. Yeah. Well, and costs thereof. Only one final thing to say, mate. All, All right, right there. there.